See, I did it. I've, I've, I've encouraged you. For those of you that are just tuning in or listening, I encourage you to smile, and then I look down. Idiot. Right, guys. So we are live. Um, we have got a little bit of an over music, and I've spoken over it. I've ruined it on day one. Uh, this is the first time I've used it. But we are joined by Rosie Briscoe. So welcome everybody. We'll go straight into it because I've messed that up. Uh, if you're in the chat, let us know that you're here. Welcome to the Hair Talk. Uh, I am looking for a better name. If you guys have got suggestions, throw it at me. It's just an impulsive person. So I started it off and I thought I don't even have a name. Uh, so I hope you're all well. Hope you're enjoying this. It's the start of the week for hairdressers, um, traditionally anyway. I know some work Mondays and Sundays, but traditionally uh, Tuesday is the start of the week. So we're here to break your lunchtime up and give you back your sanity for the long week ahead. Also, if you're listening on your way to work, good morning. Uh, yeah, Rosie, how are you? I'm good, yeah. I just had a bit of an incident as you started counting down. Go on. I have two things, a cup of tea and some raisins. And I just put my hand fully in the scalding tea, thinking it was raisins. So, all Tuesday morning kind of vibes. That's that's what's happening. Yeah, no, it, this is why we're here, though. This is what we're doing. It's just a chat, a brief, not brief, what's the word? Uh, a light-hearted is what I'm trying to say. Uh, chat to just get the, get the hairdressers motivated for the week. And we have a couple of topics. Now, I did send them you in a text. Um... Did I send you another text? I can't even remember where the where my phone is. Um, <laughs> and we've got a little chat. We're gonna have I a, feel a like talk. you're gonna test me though. I haven't revised them. <laughs> I know, well, it's funny you say that because I was thinking, but oh no, what what exactly is the running order? Uh, we'll so go off I'm, topic. It's fine. <laughs> so what I thought was, I'll just talk really slowly until I find the text, which is. I'll have here. a sip of my brew. Keep me going. Yeah, so we're just going to do a little chat today, guys. And basically, as usual, it's your banner of the week entry. Uh, they've been voted by you, the community, this week. Last week, winner was uh, chosen by Rosie Briscoe. This week, uh, you guys have chosen it. And it is a winner for me anyway, if I'm brutally honest. Uh, I'll go into that in a minute. But if this didn't win by the votes, I think I might have had to pull rank and say, what are you doing, guys? This one needs to win. Uh, so, yeah, we'll go on to that in a minute. We're also going to talk about clients' uh, regular... Uh, is the regularity going down? Because in my salon it is. And this is going to be a real... I'm not going to come here like some podcasts and say, oh, yeah, well, this is how you run your business. I want to talk about just the reality of it as well. Um so, yeah, are your clients regular? I put a poll on the other day, Rosa. Now, it cool. frustrates me sometimes because I come on here and I think I'm going to give you free education from some of the best hairdressers in the world and you get very little interaction. I put a random poll up like this, hundreds of comments. And everyone's at yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So, thank you to it's you guys that did comment. Yeah, so my question for you, Rosa, before I read out the, the replies... Do you ever get that feeling, that sixth sense, as I called it on the uh, the poll, where you think, I haven't heard of X in a while, and then within seconds, days, maybe even a couple of hours, you get a text off that client? Yeah, it does happen a lot. I think I think there's something inbuilt in you as a hairdresser where, like, you can kind of sense for six weeks, like, <laughs> how long it's been. Like, um, I... I sometimes get that feeling when somebody's not been in a while and I think they must be, It must they've just come into my head and it must be soon because you kind of get to know which clients come when, who's more regular. And then occasionally you get the one where you think, where have they gone? They've not been in touch for a while and you get a panicked phone call. I've, I've done something myself at home or it's all gone a bit wrong and I need your help. And you think, oh, that's why you've not been in touch for a while. But yeah, yeah. I do think there is a sixth sense for sure. 
So my uh, my my question to follow up to the people that have commented, and we'll start with you, is are we actually proactive enough in this? Because I'll hold my hands up and say, I haven't heard of Rosie in a while, but then sometimes I don't necessarily text you. I wait, uh, it's like you said, we wait for that text to come to us. And yeah. at the minute, my clients aren't as regular as they used to be. So should we probably be more proactive in this? I mean, when you think about it from what kind of digital marketing does generally with like anything, if you've not been on, I don't know, Zara's website, after a few weeks, they send you a message. They send you yeah. like a, a discount or an offer. I think we're just, because a lot of, salons run as a smaller more independent business it's like you don't want to be you know when you walk in an independent little shop and somebody bothers you too much and it freaks you out and you're like oh can i help you can i help you you're like oh i i, I don't want to buy anything run away i think we've all got that worry from a small independent that we don't want to put ourselves out there and send those messages but those things work sending out marketing works you know we've not seen you in a while do you want to come in i, I just think perhaps as a smaller business, we're a little bit more afraid to put ourselves out there in that way, to feel like we're pestering people. I think so. I think you're right. I think it, we always get taught from a, from our generation, anyway, we got taught from a young age that you need to look successful to be successful. So yeah. it, it's almost a double negative if you say, I haven't heard of you in a while. Yeah. And it's, it's that thing of like putting yourself out there to look like you might be a bit desperate for the clientele as opposed to looking like... I mean, everyone loves, I know in like, especially with social media, everyone loves doing that. I'm so busy. I've just not got a minute to myself. That kind of culture of constantly being, oh, I'm so successful. Everything's going really well. But I think, you know, clients probably would appreciate a message. I've not heard from you a while. I was thinking about uh, the fact I'd not seen you. I know that would make me feel quite nice. If somebody, I, I go regularly to get my nails done. And if she sent me a message she occasionally sends me a message saying, um, we didn't book your last appointment in at the end. Do you, do you want me to do it? And I think, oh, great. I've not had to find you. I've not had to chase you. I've not got three weeks in and gone, my nails look a mess and I've not booked anything. So I, I kind of appreciate that. But I still, yeah, it's like taking your own advice. I still don't send out messages that often. So. I, I, I'm going to ask you a question then. So is it acceptable to go straight in with the sale? Because I feel almost like, I don't know, it's a bit... Like you're too good of friends. Like yeah. you have to be like, hey, how's, the, how's that new job going? Yeah, how's are you all right? I haven't heard of you in a while. You, you know, how's your mental health and all this? Like, It's almost like we're going too deep sometimes instead of just saying, you haven't had an appointment in six weeks, have you forgotten? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough one because we get so... I know I do. I get so friendly with my clients. Like we go through everything together. They know everything about my life. I know everything about theirs. So there's that element of where's the line between like, hey, I've not heard from you, how are you doing? And then entering into this big conversation when really what you want to know is whether they want an appointment or not. But yeah. when when um, the girl that does my nails, when she messages me just kind of prompting me, I always think, oh, great, just cut to it. I need that appointment. I'm in the middle of doing stuff. I'm busy. She's asked me straight out. And I kind of do appreciate it. But until having this chat, Simon, I've probably never really thought about it. <laughs> so you know it's, it's good to think about. I, I'm going to ask you a serious question now. and we're, this, I want this to be, like I said, an honest thing where because people will relate to it. Now, I'm going to ask you, when you get that text off the friend that you only ever hear of on the opposite side of this conversation, 
when they think, oh, I need my hair doing. <laughs> and then they message you saying, hey, Rosie, all right, how's, how's the kids? How's the our family? You know what I mean? And it's like, you know where this is going. So did you want to just cut yeah. it out and, and go straight to our yeah. on Thursday? There, there, there is an element of like, I, I know I'm not the busiest person in the world, but, you know, most of us in our lives were juggling salons, work, staff, um, freelancing, booking your own appointments. You might have kids at home. You might have a family life. You've probably got some hobbies. Like, you've got a lot of stuff to do. There's kind of an element where, you know, cutting out some of that crap, just hit me with what you need. It would, especially around Christmas time. I get a lot from family and friends, like, just on this kind of, like, coming up to Christmas parties and things where people start messaging. I'm like, what is it you want? Is it yeah. highlights or a balayage? Just tell me up front. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. I've uh, I, just off the slightly off the topic, but I've just realised for people that are listening to this, we want it to be an interactive podcast. It's at twelve o'clock on Tuesday, uh, so we are live on Facebook, and then we rip this off and then put it out there to podcast. So people are in the chat. Uh, so put your comments in, be interactive with us, and if you're listening to this at a later date and you want to join in, twelve o'clock on Tuesdays is the time I'm going to aim for. Pretty much every Tuesday that I'm available anyway. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I got an example yesterday. So Instagram. Is probably my main contact point for my clients nowadays. I don't know about you. It's yeah, it's kind of ended up that way. I don't know whether I'm particularly keen on that as a concept, but yeah, Instagram seems to be the way that most people get hold of me. So I got a message yesterday saying, "Hi, mate. I presume you're busy because you didn't reply to me um, on the date that he suggested." I'm like, "What? What are you on about?" So. Basically, now, because of Instagram, if we put anything on our stories and our tag, at Rosie, at Matrix, at whatever, they come to the top of your messages, don't they, on your inbox? Yeah. So if I've tagged 10 people and then I've had 10 messages, that person who messaged me an hour ago might be 20 messages down. Completely missed yeah. it. Didn't even realise he messaged me. It's like those um, when Facebook made it so that you had that secret folder that no one could find for years. That yeah, people, If you weren't friends with people, <laughs> it sends them there to this, like outback oh. folder where no one actually knows it's just for selling your old junk on their marketplace yeah, what but yeah that? Requests. i can't remember but it's like a mystical land what's in that folder i check it every now and then just and it'll be like a client that i've not seen in like 15 years going you once did my hair you might remember me i need you again um but yeah I, i'm not sure i've worked um both employed and self-employed and like self-employed within a salon and then more completely freelance and i don't necessarily love the aspects of freelance that i love are huge but i don't necessarily love the chaotic booking system that i end up with it's like i get a message on whatsapp then they'll send me a picture on instagram then somebody will text me and it's like when you're trying to find out like what you've booked or what you've arranged with a client trying to scroll through messages how many months ago is it that she told me what color it was that she fancied i feel like it is it's hard as a freelance to kind of manage that when it's not a formalized booking system and i don't think instagram is set up to help particularly well question for the audience for watchers later on and listeners um do you are you freelance do you have a, a better way of doing this logistically is there a software that is affordable for the independent stylist that you could maybe help manage these things i'd be interested to know that i don't know the answer myself 
it might just be that you need to be more of an organized person than I am. So, but yeah, if anyone has any way that they're managing it, because it's, I mean, I'm like this in my personal life. I'm like, did she WhatsApp it? Did she Facebook it? Where did that message go? There's just so many platforms now for people to be able to get in touch with you. It is hard to kind of keep everything planned. Yeah, I can't keep up with it because I can't even find the message I sent you last night saying here's today's running order. I don't know what I sent it on anymore. I don't know where it is. And the, the other thing is, if you've got more than one account, so like some people um, will follow me on different Instagram accounts. Some people will follow me on like my more personal or my more professional. And it's sometimes difficult. I'm like, I know it was an Instagram message. I can see Instagram. I can see that format, but I've got like three, four accounts. So I can never find anything. On that note, happy freelance week, everyone. Catherine Holmes has just said in the uh, chat. I didn't even know that. Oh, it is, yeah. It's officially freelance week. So we've been celebrating lots of freelance hairdressers. See, this is how you know that we aren't that, you know, the, you know that there's A to D salons. Well, there's A to D podcasts. Uh, and an A, a podcast would have actually had a topic of the week today. Is freelance of the <laughs> well, week. Well, I should have told you. I've been working on lots of um, freelance content for Matrix, and really? we're doing a big freelance giveaway. So maybe after this, I can pop it in the chat for any of the freelancers out there that want want some free education. Love that. How can they find you for those that are listening on the way to work? Um, so if they want to go straight to the Matrix Facebook page, there is a link with all the information about Freelance a Week. Or if they want to find me at Rosie Briscoe Hair, and I can send them a link or um, send them a QR code so they can get to it nice and easy. We've actually taken the price off loads of education just to kind of celebrate our love for Freelance Week. I love that. I didn't even know. Like, this is genuine, raw, authentic content. This is why we need these this. chats, Simon. We need to have them regularly. It is. Like, I, I only came on last week just to say, would anyone be interested in it? And there was like two, three hundred listeners. I thought, you know what, yeah. If two hundred, three, three hundred people was in a room listening to what I had to say, I would take it seriously. But sometimes we, we underestimate the power of the people uh, and getting that information out there. Uh, what was I going to say? That we have uh, a few messages come in. Carol says, this drives me crazy. She often gets messages at six in the morning, sometimes at 2 a.m., our phone oh. has nailed this by giving you the do not disturb after nab pm i put it on that oh is that what you set up yeah sensible sensible yeah no i i'm same carol like i'm probably though also a bit naughty for the other end because i've got a toddler that gets up at the ridiculous early time i often send messages and then i'm like oh I've sent that at seven o'clock. I've been up two hours, so I thought that was a reasonable time to reply to something. But yeah, I suppose we need to all be a bit aware of that. Well, it's the way of the world, isn't it? Uh, Charis is watching, or Carrie, sorry, is watching on YouTube. She said, I use a booking app because I'm not organised enough to respond to texts. Like, you, know, you know me, mate. I am the worst at replying to people. Uh, I think I think between the two of us, Simon, it's surprising we've managed to stay friends because we can both go ages in resp without responding. But do you know what? I I like and not to take it down a slightly different route, but sometimes I think with social media you can get a bit overwhelmed when you've got loads of messages coming in. Do you ever get? I don't know if you do, Simon, or if anyone else, or if it's just me that can't compute. But sometimes when you've got um lots of people messaging you to book in i get a bit like oh i can't i can't deal with it all they're all messaging me all the time and i start to think oh i'm becoming more unorganized because of the pressure of having to 
like do that chit chat bit back and like it's not as simple as you've got a booking app where they can just book in without having the conversation but like we said before you're kind of friends so often the correspondence can take quite a while you want to check how they're doing how are the kids how's life and then i think god it's taken a lot out of me i've been like on instagram for hours every evening just doing the correspondence bit well it, it brings them nicely to deirdre's comments she says I, I can't i open messages when i can't reply so sometimes forget them i strategically genuine this is god's honest truth i don't open messages that i know are going to be asking me for an appointment anymore when i'm in the road on the road or wherever because i know yeah. i will forget it's better to have them still showing as like not Unread. open yeah, I do that. Although it's difficult, isn't it? Because I'm sometimes aware that somebody might want to cancel something or they want to move something. So I am occasionally I have a look and then I think, oh, I'm going to forget that. And I yeah, it does happen. It happens a lot. It does. Uh, well, that kind of brings me on nicely to the second topic of the day because that was a lovely warm up. I actually really enjoyed that. Um, Oh, Catherine's got one just to end on that one there. She loves the 7am to 7pm rule. Only work messages within those times. I'm the, I'm the same, but it's 9am, 9pm. That's, that's a good role. That's a good role. I'm terrible. And like Catherine will know this. I'm really bad. I, I Again, I don't know if this is just me or if this is everybody, but I find it hard to switch off. I think it's because I'm nosy. I want to know what, you know, if I've got a work message coming in, it doesn't matter really what time of night it is. I kind of want to have a little look and see what it says. So I can't, I find it very hard. I'm not a relaxing person <laughs> um, to switch off from that stuff. And I think some people are really good at putting those like plans in place. Like I will, I will when uh, I'm at work and I won't when I'm off, but I can be on holiday and still booking people in. If I go on a week, go to Spain, I'll be sat by the pool messaging people and checking in on things. Maybe I'm just a controlled freak, but it's hard to not, switch off. You're really not. And um, I, I was going to move on, but people are interested in this. So I'll just read out these ones. Is this Caris or Charis? Because I always get this wrong in my head. Caris. Caris, right, okay. Caris says on YouTube, uh, when we are creatives, we're not necessarily strong with admin. Uh, it's so difficult to get the right balance between, yes, I want the clients, it's gone off, uh, but I don't want to, I don't want you to text me ever, I presume ever. <laughs> Uh, anyway. so she she wants the clients, but she don't want to deal with all the back and forth and the texting. I get that. I totally I get, that. get that. I completely get that. Uh, here's, here's a question for you. Kelly Magid is one of our biggest hair socials uh, community members, and I mean that in respect to, I pretty much see her in the comments on every video I've ever done, and we're, we've done over 100 lives, and she's all the way from Atlanta, USA, so she's asking, what about on your days off? Same. I don't. I don't know what a day off is really. I don't know if that's. Is that just me? Am I a workaholic? I think hairdressers are in general, aren't they? Like I know um, there's lots going around social media about. You know, I know Sophia Hilton did that thing. It's like not good enough to be a hairdresser. You've got to be um, a camera crew and a social media expert and a marketing manager, and you've got to be everything. I, like when's your day off? I think. I think when you're trying to, especially. Not so much for me, but when you're driving forward a business and you've got a team, I know you don't get much time off. So for freelancers, it is smaller, but it's almost a one-man band. There's only you. So again, I feel like, yeah, it's, what is a day off? Like, I'm always on my days off. I'm doing hair. I'm thinking about hair. I'm planning for the week ahead. I'm going to buy stock. I'm 
like practicing stuff I'm going on education courses I'm on L'Oreal access upskilling you know it's all it's all kind of going on and that's the same with the making appointments I just don't think it's quite all-consuming isn't it I think without digging anyone out uh, but almost days off seem to be content creating days for these yeah. for yeah. you know just putting the picture of the kids on a swing etc seems to be work content as well and i just think like you yeah. said we can, can we ever switch it off but on the positive side of this i actually really enjoy making content and, and doing i was gonna say i think like although i'm saying it's a negative in the fact that you know i'm on holiday doing it i wouldn't do that if i didn't love doing it like it is because of enjoyment i think you know i went into hairdressing because i loved it i love creating content like you say even pictures of other things that aren't hair related i love getting content i love i love kind of doing things that i know oh i'll get a good picture of that when i be out i'll get a nice instagram picture i'll do a little post i'll do a reel i'll film a bit of content i think it's become such a big part of our lives that it's hard to divide what's work and what isn't because I kind of enjoy it. It's not hard work. It's like enjoyment work. Yeah, no, I get it. A hundred percent because Deirdre said the same. I feel our industry can become a hobby and it's so interesting. Now, uh, my sort of take on this is, you know, when you're on a sun lounge, you're on holiday and everybody's led there. Now they've either got a phone in their hands or they've got a book in their hands because that's their way of switching off. I actually get bored of that. I would rather sit there I probably get more of my ideas when I'm not at work than when I am at work. Yeah, yeah. And I want to take them I back. Think, I think um, I think it's funny, isn't it? Like, I get loads of ideas from having other hobbies. So I was talking about, like, content creation. I get loads of ideas from following lots of different people on Instagram. So I don't necessarily, I mean, I follow hundreds of hairdressers, but I also follow, like, interior design things and art things and then i see content that like other people are putting out in other areas and that's kind of my hobby then turning it back into hairdressing content so like i thoroughly enjoy doing that like i thoroughly enjoy looking at say what artists are painting and what they're putting out as reels and then trying to work out how i can make that relevant to hair color those are like things that I find. So that's like my hobby aspect of it, like taking my other hobbies and turning it back into hairdressing content. Genuinely, I want to say this to, to inspire people, nothing else. But if you are listening to this podcast and you know you look at wanting to be an artist in the industry and you want to get to that level, I think that the most common thing I find is this bringing outside world into hairdressing yeah. and constantly wanting to be creative is yeah. if you've got that in your mindset, then that I think you're made for it. But if not, then that, unfortunately that's the hardest bit is to get that creativity. But yeah, I, I think if you want to get into being an artist and you are creative, then it's the route for you. I'm, I'm positive of that. Uh, yeah. Kelly Maggie said, that's true. Um, and then, yeah, anyway, we digressed a little bit, as usual. So I wanted to talk to you about if we aren't being proactive with our clients, if our clients are texting us out the blue and saying, hey, I want an haircut. All this work and time consuming and effort and energy that we use at home when we should be relaxing, do we then give the 100% customer service when we take it back into the salon? Because often our clients, might have just been me, but sometimes our clients can rub us up the wrong way before they've even got in the salon. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So then we've got to kind yeah. of switch that up. So I want to ask you a question. Now, there are, I asked the question to the community and the community, and it was, 
Uh, have you got golden rules? Uh, I, I might use the golden rules by accident there, but have you got rules that you would use to your staff in your salon or as a stylist, have you got rules that you would use towards your customers from like an ABC step-by-step -step before they come in and go out? And I'm going to ask you. The thing is, Simon, I have rules for everything. I am... <laughs> it's actually become a long joke in my house. We call it Rosie's Rules. There are rules for everything. I... I am right, slightly digressing, but you know when the whole COVID thing happened and they, they had to be very safe and there were lots of shops that had arrows on the floor and now the kind of the restrictions are finished, but there's still arrows on the floor. I have to follow them. I cannot yeah. go away from the arrows. They're there for a reason. I'm, I like the rules. You know, there's, there's times, you know, you're doing a photo shoot where you can break a few rules and mix it up, but I am somebody that... I like structure because I'm unorganized. I like to have rules and I like to have a plan. So I find it when I'm in a salon, one, I know for years people have always said this, that it's like, I was always told this when I was training, it's like a stage. So you're, you're kind of behind the, tra uh, the client's chair is like your stage and that's where you're ready to go out and, and be that person. So I've always had it as a rule that the second you walk out the staff room door, whatever's happened, however bad your morning was, you come to work, you put on a big smile and you try your best to kind of make sure you talk about the client. Um, again, my other golden rule is always that because I can talk and talk, as you can tell, um, to try and make sure that we're listening, that we're talking to the client about what they want to hear, that you're kind of directing the conversation. People like to be asked questions, not just talked to. So I try and make sure, because I know that's something I have issues with, I'll just talk, talk, talk. Um, so that's one of my golden rules. And I think that's about knowing you as a person and how you come across and trying to make sure you come across well. If they've driven you mad with their appointment, they text you at two in the morning and they canceled the last one, I still go out there, I still ask them how they are, talk to them about what they want to talk to about and make sure their experience is enjoyable. Now for me, I do that because that's my structure and I wanna follow my rules. So in my head, I enjoy doing that because it's like I've aced that appointment. I've followed the structure that I've put out. So I enjoy it because I feel like I did what I set out to do and I did it right. But I know not everyone's quite as structured. Right, well, Karis has said, I just realised who Karis is, by the way. Um, <laughs> what? Because I've got a friend who calls his wife Charis and it's spelt Karis and it always pisses me off because I keep flipping between the two, sorry, I shouldn't swear. I keep flitting between the two on, on the appointment. I call the two names all the way through it. Um, oh, we've all been there. I'll just, oh. I'll just wing it. We'll do both. One will hit right. Uh, Karis, I'm sorry, sorry, Karis. I, I, because you're on the YouTube, I've not got the, the imagery. Uh, it says, Rosie won't even whisper on the quiet coach on the train. I won't. She's been on a train with me. I won't. I, I, I like this. There's certain things that are like rules that are set out. And when I went to work in a great salon that I used to work in in Manchester, we had um, a great guy that worked for us that had a lot of rules about how you were meant to be with, within the salon. Things like you don't sit on the shop floor. You don't have a drink in front of your customer. Um, if you want a drink, you take yourself away and go downstairs. Even little things, because at the time I was assisting a lot. So if you wanted to go and get your manager or your boss's attention, you would go and stand to the left of their chair so the client could see you in the mirror and you'd wait patiently smiling. And then you'd say, I'm so sorry to bother you. And those are like the rules that I've kind of 
stuck by. So, and it's hard because I am such a rule follower that if I go and work somewhere else that I'm perhaps not management or um, I've, I've worked places where I'm more freelance, if, if those rules aren't particularly what the rest of the salon are doing, I'm like, oh, I can't deal with it. It's like, those are, those for me are the basic rules of how to like conduct yourself on an appointment. If somebody walks in the door, you say hello or at least acknowledge them. You never leave somebody stood there longer than a few seconds. And I think I probably run around like a crazy person in the salon trying to make sure everyone's been said hello to, being like making sure everything, all my ducks are in a row. Um, but I know a lot of people are a lot more casual now. Um, perhaps uh, work more freelance in like different kind of salons where it's a lot more one-to-one -one so they can manage that more themselves. But yeah, I'm a bit old fashioned in following like the salon rules. <laughs> Well, I quite like this one. I think this is what I wanted to make. And I said this to you on the floor. I just want it to be a podcast that keeps hairdressers sanity on the way to work and, and, and basically can be relatable. Because how often do you think, am I the only one that does this? And you're yeah. genuinely not the only one that does this. Do you have rules? Do you have rules at the salon? Surely yeah, you've got Yeah, but like... nobody listens to me. <laughs> well, Simon, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have a weak male in a, a powerful female salon that's the problem I yes. have. Yeah, girl power uh, but, as but ones, are the ones that like if they didn't follow and is there any that like totally great on you that just like happens all the time that's like yeah the, the sitting down in front of clients can't stand that no i think that's because we've been like in salons where it's just I, I just can't imagine when i first started out if i had a sat on the salon floor, i just wouldn't have dared do it I really wouldn't. We used to have, um, well, I'm going to tell you something now. We used to go up to, we used to have a salon, sorry. I don't know if you came to my salon upstairs. No, I never came no. to that one. So before I brought my legs, I had a salon upstairs. So I wanted, I, I loved it. It was out the way. It was in the centre, but out the way. So you come yeah. through, the McDonald's was across the road. You come over the road, and there's a door, and you go upstairs. It was perfect for me. Uh, however, we had a room in the back. So there was a separate room that I had the backwashers in. And we had Netflix on the TV and people, and we give the clients the remote and they could do whatever they wanted. And uh, we had a, an earth, what do you call, I don't remember if it was a Saturday girl or an apprentice. Anyway, she wasn't there long. And she used to just sit in the back just flicking through Netflix. I'm like, you all right? And at me, instead of going like a normal boss, we're going, excuse me, love, you've got some work to do. I'm like, you're yeah. all right? And then she's like, yeah, yeah, fine. Hoping she'd get it. Hoping yeah. that if you kept going, are you all right? That yeah. she might realise it's not And okay. then I go in front, I go, she's sat back, she's watching Netflix. And then, <laughs> and then I say to Lauren, you're going to have to send her on. Because I'm like 30-year-old yeah, male. You're going to have to send her yeah. on because you don't dare. 16-year-old <laughs> girl or whatever she was. You send her on, you're good. No. <laughs> not for me. Uh, but yeah, I'll tell you one, right? We have rules and I'm going to confess to them in a minute. But, the best one I've read on the on the reply to the question to the community. Again, if you want to find out how to enter this community, if you're new to it, I presume everyone knows, at Hair Socials on Facebook. Uh, and it's basically saying customer service is important along with uh, continuing education, whether it's through classes or YouTube. So I'm like, yeah, but what, what are your rules for your customer service? And then someone replied to it underneath saying, don't talk or answer your phone, don't smell, don't dress inappropriate, don't be too loud, don't lie, don't be late. And I thought, I mean, I thought that in was... In a nutshell, yeah. it's pretty good. I, yeah, I just thought that was a moral compass, but if you have to write that down, that's fine. You know what I mean? I, I enjoyed 
reading that one. That was my favourite one to read. Oh, I, oh, I, so, I mean, there's certain rules in life that I think you should stick by whether you're in a salon or not. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. It's a moral compass, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, I get it. There's some, I suppose we all have, like, our inner, like, what's important to us. So I have to follow the arrows on a floor. Yep. But no matter how many times my old boss used to say, please stop swearing on the shop floor, I'm just bad for it. And not because I would be like effing and jeffing or saying anything terrible, but like as a Yorkshire person saying bloody this, bloody that, I, I didn't really see that as swearing. No. That's just how I speak, you know, that's how my mum speaks. I just think, but you have to fault. be aware, obviously, in a salon, that could really offend somebody. It might be something that they don't want to hear when they come to their appointment. And it was the one thing, they tried a swear box. And I kept saying, can I just put 50 quid in at the beginning of the week and then just do whatever I want? And she was like, that's not how this works. But I suppose we've all got things, haven't we, that like, are more important to certain salons or more important to the type of vibe that, you, that you're running. I know my friend's just setting up a salon um, here in Manchester. She's just opening it and she is doing, I'll give her a plug, it's um, Hex Hairdressing. She's doing very much like a very funky kind of vibe. There's a lot of, it's gonna be very colorful, but also a bit gothic in there. And uh, she does lots of vivid hair. She's really cool is Kaylee. And I know they've just put an ad out um, to give away some free stuff with the F word in it, because that's the type of clients that yeah. like, not she's attracting people that swear all the time, but it's it's that kind oh, of vibe salon. It's not, um, it's not the type of salon where you'd go if you were easily offended. It's like a bit more of a kind of different scene. So I suppose like there's certain rules that can be completely broken depending on the shop you're in, depending on your clientele. Well, if you're looking at me, by the way, on the, on YouTube and first time out, you're wondering what the hell is he doing? I've got a man blank of one of the, what, one of the industry experts, I would say, in, in hairdressing. He's from Lake District. And he had that book, uh, that talk bag that said F, U C K. Oh, um, curly hair. Yeah. Oh, somebody's gonna need to put it in the comments. Come on, you have to help me out here because I'm embarrassed. Because <laughs> this guy is so, you know, big that it's ridiculously embarrassing. It's more embarrassing, and I've still not got over the fact that I just realised the characters in the chat. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Someone help me out I on that one. I know what you mean. He does a lot of content, doesn't he? Um... Yeah, but stop trying to be famous. Or something like that, I think, was the tote bag. Or yeah, it's yeah. tote bag. Stop trying to be famous. I remember yeah. the slogan, and not his name, so good good marketing. Uh, but, yeah, yeah and I, that, so this is my question for everybody who's watching, listening, uh, and, and, and on the way to work. You can shout out loud in your car. Admit to yourselves now, if you are running a salon, are you not everything that you used to hate your old boss for? Oh, there you go, my camera's overheated. Don't worry, I've got the back. I was going to say, you've gone, just so you know. Oh, he's yeah. back. So, oh, hang on, it'll come back on in a minute. So, uh, yeah, my question is, are you not the, um, the what do you call it? Have you not turned into or morphed into the bosses? Not necessarily 100% of it, but majority of the things I used to despise my boss for, and I think he was a bit... Uh, um, I'm almost <laughs> doing that isn't that like growing up though? Because I, I can hear my mum coming out of my mouth when I'm talking to my children, like my child. I'm like, don't put that there. I'm like, oh my God, I'm turning into it. And I think I think you start to see the your boss's point of view when you're like, put your phone away and get out the staff room. Yeah. And then, then you become a business owner and you're like, yeah, put your phone away and get out of the yeah. staff room. I get it. 
Honestly, oh, yeah. like they're eating bloody stinky foods downstairs on the shop floor, and it smells like a curry house for the next three hours. And I just think, oh. uh, I I just used to think, oh, give up, I'm tired, I want to eat my dinner. But now I'm like, no, I get it, I get it. Yeah, a girl used to, Sal and I worked at, used to bring in one of them, you know those like, um, like a toasty machine, but you can grill stuff on it. Yeah. Like one of those in, and cook meat. Do you reckon Salons are all going to end up with air fryers <laughs> after Christmas? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All got an air fryer in there. But yeah, she used to do that and the staff room didn't have a door on it. It was like down some stairs and we used to be like, you can't be cooking that in the middle of the shop. Like the whole shop would smell like bacon for about three days. Wow. Well, yeah, we went off on like we've got onto personal topics here, but genuinely the question was meant to be. What are our golden rules for salon? And all we're doing is slagging each other's salon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't put meat in the shop. Is that a rule? Is that a golden yeah. rule? Uh, Deirdre's saying that those things our old boss has taught us worked. And this, she's 100% right. I yeah. do not like well, my old boss for personal reasons. However, the things that used to irritate me about him in his salon etiquette, uh, I'm actually using nowadays. So hats off to him there. Um, but yeah, it, it's... If it was a in nice fact, person. if our old bosses can hear us now, they'll be like, see, I told you in the end. Yeah, but your you old boss is sound. I know your old yeah, boss. Fans. Although, but there's still things, you know, she'd tell me off for swearing and tell me off for a few things. But to be fair, she she was always right. She always knew the correct etiquette. She knew, the one thing she knew more than me is when I moved to that salon, I was new to the area and I was like 25. And she knew the clientele. <clears throat> She knew, like, we had a bit of a rule, another golden rule, don't talk politics or religion. Like, I think that was always a basic rule of salon kind of thing. And she just knew the clientele and she knew what, like, the age range and what people were into and what topics could cause problems between other clients and how to manage her salon. And I suppose when you go in as a 25-year-old, you're like, oh, rules, smooth, you know. I'm, like, talking about what I want. And actually, she was always right. She always knew the correct etiquette for her clientele because she knew her business better than I did, which... Yeah, well, we've got another, before we start wrapping this topic up uh, and moving on to the final one, uh, is there one rule that you must admit to yourself that you are poor at? And if you want some time for thought, I will tell you mine. Uh, mine is, ask. I tell my staff, and I don't do it myself if I hold my hands up, is asking them, do you want to rebook your next appointment? It's the simplest one of all. And then I'll go, yeah, yeah, no worries, mate. Uh, how much is it? Oh, just call it, and I'll round it down as well. I do that. Um, I don't know why I do that, but yeah, just call it this, and I don't ask them if they want to book their next appointments. That's my flaw. I think those are the kind of ones that a lot of people do, aren't they? Like, I know myself, it, like, I think sometimes it's out of busyness, isn't it? You're like, oh, I'm really busy, off you go to reception, and I think some of it's like, I know most hairdressers hate charging for things. They hate being at the reception when they're about to drop the bomb of like how much it's cost and people can find that like a bit of a difficult situation. Ooh, right. Uh, there's one on here I've not, I've not heard yet. So uh, handshake, new clients, head massages, don't talk to clients through the mirror. Uh, that'll be when you're doing the consultation, I bet. Right, not like while you're in the middle of putting it we used to have that you instead of like being behind and talking to somebody through the mirror you go around and you sit like maybe on a cutting stool or you stand in front of them so that you're face to face as opposed to behind the chair we, oh, like, we that, had that, that means 
you've come from a posh salon, Karis. So yeah, no, I like that one. And don't eat crispy, uh, cheesy crisps. She ends it with. So yeah, fair one. <laughs> Mine would be the one, the one that I'm bad at, and this is terrible because I work with a colour brand. But writing down what I used. Yeah, of your oh mate. To be fair, making notes. I mean, Rosie, did you do my client while I was off? Have you written any notes? And I'm like, uh, she really loved it. She wants it exactly the same. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, bad I've got to admit, I do that. Um, I then also try and instead of admitting that like it's not very helpful, I'm like, yeah, but it's like every time a client comes in, you've got to change the formula depending on like you know what you're doing. So it's actually better if you just don't write them down. <laughs> But so I'm uh, yeah I'm bad for that, but I must admit it. I have a like an eye for it. I think when you've been doing it so long, yeah. you can usually say that's a um, a five n or whatever. You, can you know your favourite shades as well, yeah. don't you? You like I've done a balayage. I've put a little light in on like base eight hair. I know what I'm gonna use. Like I know my kind of things that I usually go to, but. Yeah, it isn't very helpful if you're working with a team and you've got other people, especially if you've got younger people that you're trying to bring up or people that are newer in the industry. It's better for them, even if they're going to change the formula, if they at least knew the history of the hair, like put my Matrix hat on, that is correct. So, yeah, writing notes. If I put that in the group chat, in the community chat, who no one will admit they do it, but I guarantee you more than 50% of you are, are guilty of it. Yeah. I don't yeah. think that, especially in like you said, we go back to the A to D salons, your B C Ds. Um, I, I think that we we cram our clients in. We we work sometimes, or not just community customer service. It's almost about getting heads in as well. And I think that yeah. sometimes we just get carried away with what we're doing. But yeah, uh, no, I, I'm intrigued about that one. Uh, so yeah, it was. If you have anything that you want to add to it, add it in the chat. Uh, we're over on YouTube, Facebook, uh, and. If I could ask a favour before I go into the final one, if anybody is listening to this on the podcast or wants to listen to this on the podcast going forwards, uh, go down and download it. We are only on the Apple Store, I think, at the minute, because I did it wrong. So if you go on the Apple Store and go on to the... I love that uh, you admit everything, Sam. You're like, I do. because I did it wrong. I did it no, wrong. I, I paid 15 quid to Apple think, and then realise that I'm not on Spotify and all them rubbish ones and, and all the other rubbish ones that are out there. So, uh, yeah, if you're on Apple, well, welcome. Uh, and if you're on uh, anything else, you won't be able to hear it unless you go to YouTube. <laughs> no. Yeah, so uh, if you are on there, leave Fair a enough. review, give it a share. That would be awesome. A review would be incredible because we are doing this voluntary. So, yeah, that leads me nicely on to uh, have you f- seen this trend? It's been going around for a short while now, but it's where people are curling their hair in a old can of pop or soda can for our American fans. How do you feel about it, Simon? I'm going to let you go first. How do you feel? How do you feel about it? Well, as going into the rules that we've been discussing today, I mean, it's a health hazard, number one. You've got a sharp object near your head, and then you're heating it up. Yeah. I mean, it's just a recipe for disaster. Do you remember back in the... I ended up implementing it across the whole salon, just like old cans of pop on every unit. I mean, I get it, right? Some people may not be able to but i think that the curling one nowadays is an affordable object because you don't have to pay hundreds of pounds anyway you can get it for like 15 quid and i think that if you are that adamant you want to curl your hair it's an investment that i would recommend 
a million times over before getting a, a tin opener, cutting the top off your can, rolling your air around it and holding it on your head and eating it. It's going to take time. That's the first thing that's going to annoy me. I want to know if in all the videos that you've seen of this trend on TikTok, are they using heat protection first? Well, yeah, <laughs> like, I mean... Because I'm feeling like, you know, before you put your hair in a tin can and then blast it, the metal with, uh, please be using your heat protection. But, you know, what's he got? Oh, yeah. Have you got a tin can there? Are you going to have a go? <laughs> please, a please swim around with a can of Coke. Coke and green. Uh, I do not have the miracle one. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I don't have it. But I just think, yeah, madness. I've got like... it. It's on my shelf. Have it's you got smells. it? Yeah, you yeah. nailing the product placement, by the way. I know. Oh, I realised my book was out. <laughs> and just so you do that, that there is two uh, photos of six, uh, two photos of three, sorry, so six photos that Rosie drew. And I bought them off her. I was one of the oh, first pe person to buy oh, them. Oh, that's nice. In lockdown. And they've lived there because one day they will go on my wall. But until then, oh, they just live there nice. because I forget. I like it. Oh. But yeah, they are there. So they should have been on the wall by now. And then them beer mats there will just sit there so you can't see them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, it was good. So yeah, thank you, Rosie. And I hope we've uh, kept you all sane on your lunch or on your way to work. Uh, or even tonight if you're listening to it at home but yeah thank you very much for joining me Rose thank you thanks for having me I hope you enjoyed it yeah I've loved it it's been nice um, to be fair I've just come on and had a good old chat about things it's been perfect loved it exactly so if you're available next week you're more than welcome to do it again with me we'll think of some more topics over the week I'll be back every week so I'm at this way you won't be able to get rid of me I love it. Well, thank you guys for watching. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribed to us on YouTube because that would be awesome. Facebook is obviously our main thing, but we want to try and get everyone onto YouTube as well. Uh, it's been lo lovely listening to you both, Deirdre Donnelly. I think that is the perfect way to end, and we'll see you next week.